0: Hello, this is Dhanesh from NewsLaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Tuesday, the 20th of April. India registered its biggest ever one day spike with 2.59 lakh new COVID cases in the last 24 hours. 1761 COVID deaths were also reported in the same period. The total number of cases now stands at more than 1.53 crores. The country has recorded over 2 lakh infections for the sixth consecutive day, making India second only to the United States in the total number of cases reported since the beginning of the pandemic. Maharashtra, the country's worst impacted state, reported 58,924 fresh coronavirus cases, taking the tally to over 38.98 lakh, while 351 new fatalities pushed the death count to 60,824. Meanwhile, Delhi, which is observing a week-long lockdown, reported 23,686 new cases and 240 deaths in the last 24 hours, the highest ever registered in a single day in the state. The Uttar Pradesh government had moved to the Supreme Court, challenging the Allahabad High Court's order of imposing a lockdown in Lucknow, Prayagraj, Varanasi, Kanpur and Gorakhpur. The court ordered a lockdown from Monday night. Till April 26, given the rapid daily increase in coronavirus cases. Uttar Pradesh recorded 28,211 new COVID-19 cases and 167 deaths. In response, the Apex Court stayed the High Court judgment while asking the Uttar Pradesh government to submit a report before the Allahabad High Court within a week, stating what measures they have taken to control the pandemic. Also, the ICSE class 10th board examinations have been cancelled due to the worsening situation of the coronavirus pandemic. The United States has advised its citizens to avoid travelling to India even if they are fully vaccinated. The country's Centre for Disease Control and Prevention has put India under the level 4 or very high category in their classification of COVID-19 levels in foreign countries. Globally, the coronavirus has infected more than 14 crore people and killed over 30 lakhs since December 2019, according to the Johns Hopkins University. More than 8 crore people have recovered from the infection so far. As COVID cases rise across India, there are a number of allegations that the official government statistics aren't even close to the actual number of COVID-related deaths. My colleagues Shardul and Pratik decided to investigate the numbers in Bhopal, where the state government said just 8 people had died on April 15th. Yet, 72 COVID-related cremations took place on the same day at the city's largest cremation ground. What does this mean? Check out their piece on newslaundry.com. It's titled, Madhya Pradesh is undercounting COVID deaths. Shardul and Prateek had to visit cremation grounds and graveyards in Bhopal to piece this together. And remember, they could do this because news laundry does not depend on advertisements from the government of Madhya Pradesh or Delhi or anyone else. Instead, we depend on our subscribers to pay to keep news free. Help us tell the stories that matter by subscribing to News Laundry today. On Monday evening, the central government declared that all citizens who are 18 or above can now get vaccinated from May 1st. The decision was announced after the PM chaired a meeting in the backdrop of a huge surge in COVID cases around the country. States have also been given the authority to take a call on how to open vaccination for various age groups above the age of 18. The government said that the vaccine manufacturers will need to supply 50% of the doses to the center and the rest to state governments and the open market at a pre-declared price. The center will also now allow states to directly procure additional vaccine doses from manufacturers. Private hospitals can procure vaccine supplies from the 50% allotted to state governments and the open market at a price determined by manufacturers. Additionally, when they finally come to India, vaccines like Pfizer will be available in the open market at competitive prices. Minister of Health and Family Welfare Dr. Harshvardhan said today that the COVID-19 pandemic has severely disrupted food security and nutrition for millions of people around the world. The Minister was addressing the 54th Commission on Population and Development on the theme Population, Food Security, Nutrition and Sustainable Development. He said the pandemic will likely reverse the progress made towards ending hunger by 2030, but the government of India still accords the highest priority to food security and nutrition as evidenced by various national legal instruments and schemes over the last few years. In her address at the same event, U.N. Deputy Secretary-General Amina Mohammed stressed that the pandemic has devastated livelihoods, exacerbated injustices and inequalities, and threatened decades of development progress. Vardhan said that even during the COVID-19 crisis, while making efforts to contain the spread of the pandemic, India has taken concerted actions to ensure that food security and nutrition services are not compromised and vulnerable groups such as farmers, daily wage earners, women, self-help groups and poor citizens are provided the support necessary in these unprecedented times. Multinational pharma giant Johnson & Johnson has applied to India's drug regulator seeking permission to conduct phase 3 clinical trials of its single-dose COVID-19 vaccine in India as well as for an import license. The company reportedly sought an early meeting with the Subject Expert Committee on COVID-19 of India's Central Drug Standard Control Organization to take a decision on its application. The Health Ministry had said that vaccines like these will be given emergency use approval mandating the requirement of a post-approval parallel bridging clinical trial in place of conduct of local clinical trials under the provisions of the New Drugs and Clinical Trial Rules 2019. The move came after the central government last week decided to fast-track emergency approvals for all foreign-produced coronavirus vaccines that have received approvals from the World Health Organizations or regulators in the United States, Europe, Britain or Japan. A court in Delhi has rejected the police's petition seeking four-day custody of actor-activist Deep Sidhu. Instead, the court sent Sidhu to judicial custody for 14 days. During the hearing of the case on Monday, Chief Metropolitan Magistrate Gajendra Singh Nagar said there were no grounds for the police to seek Sidhu's remand for four days. Live Law reported that this came in connection with a second complaint filed against Sidhu for the violence at the Red Fort in January. In another FIR in connection with the Red Fort violence, Sidhu had been granted bail on April 17th. However, he was arrested hours later in a complaint filed by the Archaeological Survey of India for damage to the Red Fort. Sidhu, while opposing the police's petition for his custody, had accused them of acting like emperors. He also demanded departmental action against the police. His lawyer said the allegations in both the FIRs were identical and said, and I quote, This arrest is illegal. It is Unquote. According to a report by Al Jazeera, the European Union has imposed sanctions on 10 of Myanmar's military leaders as well as two giant military conglomerates. This is one of their toughest measures yet against the February 1 coup and the bloody crackdown on protesters demanding the return of an elected government. Along with Information Minister Yu Chit Nyan, nine of these singled out are members of the State Administrative Council. Announcing the sanctions, which include asset freezes and visa bans, European Union member states said the individuals were, and I quote, all responsible for undermining democracy and the rule of law in Myanmar, Burma, and for repressive decisions and serious human rights violations. Unquote. The union further said, and I quote again, the military forces and authorities operating under the control of the SSC have committed serious human rights violations since February 1, 2021, killing civilians and unarmed protesters, unquote. The European Union has also taken action against Myanmar Economic Holdings Public Company Limited and Myanmar Economic Corporation Limited because they were, quote, owned and controlled by the Myanmar Armed Forces and provided revenue for it, unquote. The sanctions long demanded by human rights groups bar EU investors and banks from doing business with the companies. That's all the news I have for you today. Have a great day or a good night, depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent.